Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is M, and I am here with not a guest, but the person since last episode I have since conned into co-hosting this podcast with me. <laughs> Introduce yourself again. My name is Autumn and I am back. <laughs> She's back. Back and better than ever. And now I'm permanently here because, like she said, she conned me. <laughs> I mean, like, it's so much easier for my life to just... Do you know how weird I feel sometimes? Like, just talking to yourself? Literally sitting in the dark, mm-hmm. just talking to myself. And, like, I always imagine, like, Wendy, the downstairs <laughs> neighbor, just, like, hearing me and, like, talking in a voice like this and trying to be, like, kind of spooky about it. And she's probably like, oh, my God, this crazy fucking bitch. She probably, she probably like, puts people in her floorboards. Honestly, that's probably what she thinks. That's probably why, like, I almost, like, wonder, because she's, like, a little older, and so mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder if she's got, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, dementia or something. Because sometimes, like, I'll see her outside and I'll, like, say hi to her and she'll, like, say hi back and then other times I like say hi to her and she looks at me like she literally has no fucking idea who I am who knows maybe maybe she those are the days that she heard your podcast maybe yeah she's probably she's probably like this psycho gonna kill me (laughs) she probably probably give her nightmares oh my god oh yeah dude like one of the washing machines in the basement broke so my landlord he had like the parts sent here Mm -hmm. and he was like oh it should be delivered like on friday like last friday he was like keep a lookout for it and i went and checked on friday didn't see it there and went and checked on saturday again didn't see it there and then he texted me on sunday he's like did you get the part? I'm like, I didn't see it on Friday. I didn't see it on Saturday. I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and check again. See, maybe it got, if it got delivered like late Saturday night. And then he texts me back. He's like, oh, I think like Wendy grabbed it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he's like, can you just like make sure it's down in the basement for when the repair person comes? And so I'm like, okay, like maybe like Wendy put it down in the basement and maybe mm-hmm. it's already in there. I went down in the basement. It's not down there. So I'm going to have to like awkwardly knock on her door and be like, hey, um, did you happen? To did you pick up that package that didn't say your name on it? Right. Which I also don't understand. It's like, why would she just take it? I don't know. And why would you not text the landlord that you took his washer? Yeah, because he or like the landlord was saying, he's like, oh, I can't get in contact with her. Like, can you just make sure it gets down in the basement for when the she's holding it ransom? There? Literally, that's what it feels that's like. That's what it's... You want to know why she's holding the ransom? Why? Because you have a fucking garage key. Oh, no. Like, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> she literally, like, accosted me and was like, why do you have a garage key and I don't? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you ask the landlord who made the garage That's key? why she took your washer part. Fuck your clean clothes. Hey, and I was gracious enough that when she asked to borrow my key... I took it off my key ring, and I let her borrow it. So, oh, hey, Bubby. Bubby's back. Hi. Hold up to the microphone. See if I'll make a noise. Come here. Oh, yeah. Give him a squeeze. There he is. <laughs> Say hello. Bubby. He's angry. We're not angry. He says, I don't want to be here. Say hello. Strongle. <laughs> he likes to be strangled. Like, he genuinely does. And like, this is, and this is, <laughs> this is why Emily does murdery <laughs> podcasts, because she strangles her cats he for fun. He enjoys it. He genuinely does. You can ask Lucas. Even Lucas strongles him sometimes, too. He doesn't care. Can you say hello to the, can you say goodbye Squeeze to the people? Again. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Oh, oh bye. God, that was an angry one. He said, how dare you fucking put me down? <laughs> yeah, he like, he yells when you pick him up and he yells when you set him down. So it's like, what do you want? <laughs> and then you have Carter who literally just wants to be loved. Literally round. Rotund. <laughs> That is one rotund boy. <laughs> and then there's Birdie who literally just like plots death. <laughs> She's literally like, fuck you bitches. Literally. She looks at you with the fire, the flames of hell Except for eyes. that one time I came over, she was like all about me. Yeah. She was like being your bestie. Mm-hmm. She was like snuggling with you for a while. Yeah. And she even kind of like bullied Carter out of the spot. Yeah. Well, she does that a lot. <laughs> she hates Carter. She, she gets mad at him for simply existing in her presence. <laughs> me (laughs) how dare you exist in my presence i'm gonna bully you out of my existence (laughs) yeah literally like that there was one day where she was sitting on the recliner and he was not even facing her sitting on the floor in front of the recliner and she was hissing she was growling and i'm like Leave him alone. He's not doing anything to it's, you. It's because he's got the body, yaddy, 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 body, crazy, crazy, wait, big tooth. So he's just like uh, he's just round. <laughs> he's literally just round. <laughs> just one shape. He, he is a shape. <laughs> body round. <laughs> he is a geometry question. <laughs> Find the circumference of Carter's body. <laughs> If his diameter is this big, how large is his circumference? Oh, shit. Imagine seeing that on, like, a regent's exam. Like, find the circumference of this extremely round cat. I'd be like, I'm fucking failing. <laughs> and I'm done here. And I'm done. I'm just going to draw a picture. Dude, I don't even know how I passed the geometry regents. I think it was because... Of uh, Mr. Barrett. I loved him. He was my favorite. Yeah. Shout out Mr. Barrett. He was the bomb. I Mr. Ha- Barrett, if you listen to this, we love you and we, we miss you. We love you. We love Mr. Barrett. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he would literally, like, come over and I would, like, have him check my answers. He'd be like, maybe you want to look at, like, this one again. <laughs> maybe you want to rethink your answer for this one. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure thought... It's like, I think, like, the last is, what, like, the six or eight point question on that was, like, a fucking proof. Nah. And Honestly, I, I was proofs, actually really dude. good at geometry. I was just a math person. I'm not. But. I'm not a math person. But whenever we form. had questions, we'd be like, I have a question. He, or, like, like no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. No, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you know how to do that. Yeah, you do. You know and then would it. literally just walk away. I'm, I'm like, like uh, what the fuck? I. What? And then I wouldn't have any choice but to figure it out. <laughs> so, like, I guess it works. I would just sit there stewing in my anger because I know. I do I do not know it. That is why I'm asking you for help because I don't He's literally, know it. Him and Mr. D were my all-time favorite teachers. I don't think I ever had Mr. D. I had him for 11th grade English. I was in, I was in honors English and, like, AP English, so I don't think I had him. Fuck that. Um... Yeah, I had Mr. I, Mr. I, I think, for AP English, and then I had Mrs. Lanahan for college English, senior year. Same, but... <laughs> um, Mr. D was my all-time fave. I got... I'm pretty sure I got a... Like, a 95 on that final. E. I'm surprised they didn't try to force me into AP. Uh, I don't know. Dude, the one thing that, like, really pissed me off was that I got a 99 on my Global 2 regents. I'm like, you couldn't find me one other point. No, because they're all fucking like, uh, well, because we had essay. Did you know that they're not, what are they, canceled the U.S. history exam? 
Wait, really? Yeah, they're not doing the U.S. history exam anymore because something about it being, like, traumatizing, like, our history being traumatizing Bitch, or what? something. <laughs> I was what like... What the fuck? I was like, what the... So just everybody's gonna be a fucking crybaby ass now? I know. Now? Literally, here we are in a day and age where the worst parts of our histories are coming back, and you want to stop teaching history. Well, I mean... This is under the guise that schools are teaching history properly, which I highly doubt. Just but given the like, but also so like, like what are you going to do? Just history. delete history books. That's right. what we're going to do. <laughs> so are you going to remove that course from school or Apparently, like? Really, dude, that's 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 fuck shit. I was a history minor in college. I love history. Don't get me wrong. I don't fucking like history at all. Like, history and English, bottom of the fucking totem pole Dude, for those me. those are like my two favorite subjects. That's so funny. Because <laughs> I, I suck at math. It's because so. you're either math and science or English and history. Yeah, I was 100% or English percent, like social English studies, and whatever social studies. <clears throat> which is why I chose poli-sci for my major and, and history I was, for my minor. And I was psyched. Because I'm a, I'm a reader and a writer. <laughs> I can't fucking do math. <laughs> oh, God, what's that one? Fine, it's like, what up? I'm Jared. I'm 19. Never fucking learned how to read. Mine is, what up? I'm Emily. I'm 26. And I can't fucking do math. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I still count my fingers sometimes. I still count. I'm like, hmm, one is a lamb plus a lamb. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like when I'm trying to figure out what I have to take my antibiotics again, I'm like, okay, it's 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay, I got to take it at 5 o'clock, <laughs> and then 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11. Okay. <laughs> I like look up at the sky for a second. I'm like, it's this. <laughs> yeah, see, I can't, I can't do that. It's so funny because I literally have a note in here. I'm like, for those of you who don't want to do the math, Here's the math. <laughs> oh, wow. What a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue because we were definitely oh, just yeah. sidetracked. We're on a tangent. This is probably, this is the downside of doing this together is the tangents are going to be way. But on the on the brighter side, it's a much shorter case this time than the last episode's case. It's about to be a wild ride. It's still going to be a wild ride. It'll be a shorter ride, <laughs> thankfully. It might be just as long because we have tangents. That's very true. That's very true. It's probably going to be another solid, like, almost hour and a half episode. I can't care. This intro is already so fucking long. I'm sorry. Get, put the lighter down. <laughs> we feel like it's setting a, the mood. We're sitting in a spooky atmosphere right now. And by spooky, I mean kind of dusk in my apartment <laughs> with the lights off and a candle lit. <laughs> with a cat upside down in a wide bottle oh that thing is so cute though my mom got me that for my birthday it looks absolutely horrifying though when you take the wine bottle out of it because there's just this like, gaping hole in the cat's mouth <laughs> I'm like oh that's fucking terrifying but I think it's so cute like a little cat chucking a wine bottle alright anyway <laughs> um, back to the case so I mentioned this earlier pre-recording but this case is taking us to England Back in the 1990s. We're going on a trip today. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. Under through the sky. Little Einstein's. All right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to we're going to England today for this case. England in the 1990s. Um, this case <laughs> is the uh, brutal torture and murder of Kellyanne Bates. Great. So... Just uh, one person this time. Just one person this time. It's not any less brutal, but on the right side, at least. Are fucking cutting off a left titty today or not? Um, not a titty. A butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah, this is the case of the brutal torture and murder of Kelly Ann Bates. 
So, trigger warning for this episode for graphic descriptions of both domestic violence and torture slash abuse slash murder. And kind of, I mean, she wasn't, I want to say like asterisk asterisk pedophilia because she was young when she meets the person who did this to her and he was much, much older than her, but she was a teenager. So it's not... Technically, like that's why I'm saying like star star pedophilia because mm-hmm. it's not technically pedophilia because she's too almost. old for it. Yeah, but it's like right on the cusp. It's definitely real fucking suspicious. We're real sus. He's like, hmm, I like him young, but I don't want to get arrested for it. So, I mean, big old yikes. I wish he would have fucking gotten arrested long before he met Kelly at Bates. Um, is this his only murder? Uh, yes, this <laughs> is the only murder. He was, uh, as we'll find out, like a serial domestic abuser, Mm -hmm. but Kellyanne Bates was the the only murder. murder. Yeah. So, who was Kellyanne Bates? I want to give a little bit of background to her. Um, So, she was born May 18th, 1978 in Hattersley, which is in Greater Manchester in England. Um, Her mother's name is Margaret Bates. Her father is Tommy Bates. So she was described by her parents and by her friends as being a great daughter. She was athletic. She was super bubbly, really spunky. Um, she loved school, and she actually had dreams of becoming a teacher. So, like, an all-around pretty great kid. Like, great daughter. Her parents absolutely adored her. I think she's Margaret and Tommy's only <clears throat> only child, I'm oh. pretty sure. Um but yeah, she was really sweet, had a whole bunch of friends. She was on sports teams in schools, loved reading, wanted to be a teacher, had lots of great aspirations for her future. Um, where things kind of start to go downhill for Kellyanne Bates is in 1992. So she's 14 in 1992. Um, she meets a man by the name of Dave Smith. So Dave Smith was much older than Kellyanne when they met. He told her he was 32, but it turns out that he was actually 46. Ew. So their age difference was 32. Uh. Um, and they met, <clears throat> I believe he was a friend of a family that Kellyanne Bates was babysitting for. And so that's how they ended up meeting, was through this family that she worked as a babysitter for. Um, so... He, like, immediately meets her, starts grooming her. He's like, my pretty. Yeah. And within, like, a couple, probably, like, weeks, maybe it's, like, a month of them meeting, like, they're already in a relationship together. Well, so 14, that's illegal. Yeah, it's still legal. The age of consent in the UK, England, is 16. So that is weird. That's pedophilia. You said she's 14. Yeah, I no. The reason I say it's it's like <clears throat> asterisk pedophilia is because pedophilia is is defined as attraction to prepubescent children. She's not prepubescent; she's a teenager. It's technically hebophilia, which is attraction to um like young teenagers, like ages like I don't know, like ten to fifteen. So either way, either way, should have got arrested. For either that. way, yeah, either way, Dave Smith was a nasty, nasty old man who should have been in prison long before he ever had his chance to get his, his hands on Kellyanne Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they start dating very, very soon <clears throat> after meeting. Um, they kept their relationship secret for the first two years mm-hmm. of their relationship for good reason. Mm-hmm. They wanted to wait until she was 16. of age. So 
you know, mm-hmm. the time had gone and passed. She's of age. If she decides she wants to be with a man 32 years her senior, Ugh. there's really, you know, her parents aren't going to be too happy like, about how is it. that even fun? I don't know. It's, you know what? I think it's like, it kind of goes along the lines of like, I mean, I was never like this when I was younger, but I know for like a lot of like younger like women or girls to have like an older man who's yeah, kind of but into like, you. I don't know. I don't but know. like an older man to an extent. I mean, I wasn't either, but, like, an older man to extent. I feel like 46 now pushing almost 50. Yeah. That's a little old. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Like, I really don't know what was, but, like, we got to keep in mind, too, that, like, he was grooming the fuck out of her from, like, the second Mm. they met. Disgusting. So, she basically, she didn't stand a chance. So, for all of you motherfuckers out there who, like, early on teenagers and are above the age of i'm gonna say 20 you're fucking nasty even 20 you shouldn't be attracted to early no. age teenagers unless you're an early age teenager. but it's also very common for like a senior to date a freshman i still think that's weird it's weird but it's very common i know and I it's very it's normal weird. but like in high school we were like yeah, nobody, nobody. Like it was not like out of the ordinary. Twice at it, if it's like mm-hmm. a high school senior dating a high school freshman. Yeah. But like I think back to how my brain worked when I was fourteen versus how my brain worked when I was eighteen, and I could just like never imagine myself wanting to date a fourteen-year-old when and I was like because, eighteen years old. Like when I was fourteen, I wanted to fight all the time. <laughs> Bitch, you still want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> not as just much as I did at fourteen. <laughs> at fourteen, somebody sneezed wrong in my direction. What? What's yeah, up? Yeah. Now all bitches mm-hmm. have to do is push past you in a. Okay, she was rude. Bar bathroom. She was rude. She gave me a reason. <laughs> she really said, she said, try me. And you're like, sure. <laughs> Bitch. Wrong. <laughs> two hands wrong shove thing. on the chest. <laughs> wrong thing. And she was just too close to my face. Like, back up some. Fucking purple head, bitch. Mm. Anyways. Um, so, purple head, bitch, if you listen to this, just know. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Kellyanne and Dave Smith, they keep their relationship secret for the first two years. But Kellyanne's parents do start to notice that she's acting. She's starting to act a little differently. Uh, She's becoming more rebellious. She starts sneaking out. She's not checking in with her parents as much as she used to. Like, she used to always, like, just call them and be like, oh, I'm going to be here. Like, I just want to let you know, like, I'll be home at this time. or I'm going to, like, go hang out with this person and do this. Mm -hmm. And she, like, stops doing that entirely. She doesn't tell them. Anything about who she's with, where she's going, like, what she's doing after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would sometimes <clears throat> straight up be gone for days without letting them know where she was. So, clearly her parents are getting a little suspicious. They're like, what the hell is going on? What's happening to our daughter? Why is she starting to act so much different than mm-hmm. she usually does? Um, they do eventually find out about the relationship between mm-hmm. Kellyanne and Dave Smith. It comes out when she's, like, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. <laughs> Dave Smith is like, I'm in the clear now. <laughs> she's 16. We're okay. 16, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they were obviously not happy at all about mm-hmm. the fact that their daughter was dating this older man. They Like, um, how are you okay with dating somebody who could literally be your child? I don't know. I don't know the psychology behind it. I just literally just keep leaning into the fact that she was so incredibly groomed. And she, because you know, like, you know how it is being, like, a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. even if it was, like, the most fucking Easily ugly persuaded. ass. Yeah, like, she was impressionable. She probably mm-hmm. just, like, maybe felt oh my special God, that, like, somebody a man was, me. right, a man mm-hmm. was paying attention to her. Because he was, like. And 14 is, like. 
you're just starting kind of dating. Exactly. And, like, you have the... And, like, if you think you're in love with somebody at that age, you're like, I would fucking... It's, like, all or nothing. Literally burn my goddamn house down to be with this person Mm because I think I'm literally so in love with them. Mm -hmm. And then, like, thankfully, a lot of us have the opportunity to, like, years later step back and be like, literally, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was I doing? But God, when you're like 14, 15, 16 years old, you're like, I'm in love with this person. I'm going to be with them forever. Fuck you, mom. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. Yeah, it, it's obviously like if the more your parents say that you can't be with that person, the more, you the more you're going to want to be with that. You're like, see ya. I'm out. Yeah, and that's like kind of the exact same, like that's the literal dilemma that like her parents, Margaret and Tommy, like found themselves in. Mm-hmm. They're like, how can we convince her that this is not a good relationship for her to be in without pushing her further away from us and Mm -hmm. more towards him like they were constantly just in that back and forth of like we want to protect her and keep her safe but we're so scared that if we push too hard we're gonna just completely push her away Mm -hmm. so um yeah they tried what they could to keep kellyanne away from him but again she was just in that like i'm so in love with this person um she was just blind, completely blind to how wrong her relationship was. <laughs> she was completely blind to any efforts that her parents tried to put forth to get her to realize, hey, it's really strange that a now, what, 48-year-old? Oh, at the time, when they first found out about their relationship, Kellyanne and Dave told Kellyanne's parents that he was 32. So they didn't even know <clears throat> that he was as old as he he is, is until like later on in their relationship. So, is he alive or dead? Um, I believe he's still alive. Oh man, if you listen to this, fuck you. <laughs> and you're, fuck you. And you're fucking disgusting, man. You're nasty. Literally, like, nasty. how do people like that live with themselves? You're fucking I, disgusting. It's because they just don't see anything wrong. Like they're so fucked up in the brain that they just see these like really gross desires that they have is like normal and they like rationalize it to themselves it's like they're so fucking narcissistic that they can't even like stomach the idea that something they're doing might be wrong like travel a little long just gonna be a fucking sicko and literally abuse women and date little girls and groom them to be my girlfriend because yeah. I can't get anybody else to be my girlfriend because I'm fucking nasty ass. Yeah, literally. Um, See, that is the reason why we say men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Because, like, what the fuck? Men ain't shit. <laughs> men ain't shit. Men don't deserve rights. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. I say that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? hyperbolically yes (laughs) don't not don't don't read into that not in my situation but like if if you're one of the men who gets offended by me saying men don't deserve rights you don't deserve rights (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because you're probably not shit yeah people will know exactly what i mean because if you're a good guy you're not gonna get offended because you're like like, i don't do anything wrong right exactly because i don't do anything wrong exactly So if you get offended by that, that's your own problem. I stand by what I said. And maybe you should do, like, a personality check and figure out what the fuck's wrong with you. Probably a narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's a narcissist. Maybe you should just go get some help. (laughs) Therapy! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I do want to get into a little bit of background about who Dave Smith was. 
Great. I couldn't find anywhere <laughs> his exact date of birth, but everybody dates the year as like 1947 or 1948. That's just so, fucking disgusting. Yeah. So he was either 40, what, 45 or 46 mm-hmm. when he met Kellyanne. I'm going to lean with 46 because that's what the majority of the other sources said. So, uh, before he met Kellyanne, he was living in the Gorton area of Manchester. <clears throat> he had been previously married, but his wife got smart and divorced him in 1980. And she had left him because he had a history of being very violent towards her. Mm-hmm. The, you go, bitch. If you're still alive, you that bitch. You that bitch. You that bitch. Yeah, so she peaced out. She left him. Um, I actually I don't know how long they were married for. I'm sure it was somewhere. I probably just didn't write it down. But she, yeah, in 1980, she had enough. She said, fuck you, and she left him. Great. Um, his next relationship was with a 20-year-old named Tina Watson. And he was with her from 1980 to 1982. She has actually come out and said, like, quoted that he used her like a punching bag. Like, those are her exact words. Uh-huh. Like, she said, he used me like a punching bag. Mm-hmm. So he subjected her to severe beatings even while she was pregnant with his child. Um, she described the abuse she faced at Dave Smith's hands as, quote, At first it was now and again just a little tap, but in the end it was every day. He would smack me in the face or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or between the legs. So he was literally beating the hell out of her even mm-hmm. when she was literally pregnant with his child. Um, during their relationship, he had also tried to drown her in the bathtub, <gasps> which, hold on to that, that's actually going to come back around. That's a um, lot in two years. Yeah. I feel like usually they take a couple years to break out Not themselves. him, dude. He was, like, on it from the second. The second he had, like, somebody basically, like, locked down, <laughs> he was probably very, as a lot of abusers will tend to be, there's, like, that honeymoon phase yeah. where they're very, they love bomb you. Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, buy you gifts. They take you on dates. They're so, so nice. Mm-hmm. So when, like, the abuse starts in, like, small ways. And you're like, well, the good. Exactly. You're like, well, he's so good to me on these days. So, like, it, it doesn't matter that he, like, yells at me or, he has you know, like. great potential. Right. Like, he didn't mean to hit me. Like, I just made him mad and it, it mm-hmm. spins it like that so slowly like the person who's being abused is getting into their like they're basically being brainwashed to believe that the abuse is happening for like something that they did so that's like textbook dave smith like what he does he like grooms love bombs and then it's like almost zero to a hundred in the span of a couple months after he finally like starts showing his his true colors here um, thankfully, Tina Watson was able to get out of her relationship with Smith. She took their kid, and she left Dick. him, and she never turned back. Good. Um, so, after him and Tina Watson broke up, Dave Smith was back on the prowl for another woman, young woman. He always went young. Um, and he ends up, in 1982, very shortly after Tina Watson left him, um, he starts seeing a then 15-year-old Wendy Motter's head. Um, he also abused her. Not surprising. Um, and the most notable attack on her that she had talked about um, was one time he had tried to hold her head under the water in the kitchen sink in an attempt to basically drown her. So, I don't know when they broke up. I couldn't find that on it, but obviously, like, they broke up. She thankfully got out of this relationship with mm-hmm. him as well. You know, not without being probably severely traumatized yeah. first, but mm-hmm. again, luckily for her, like Tina Watson, she was able to and, her, and his wife. 
And his wife, yeah. So <laughs> the ex-wife, Tina, We've uh, now got Wendy, three women were, who have escaped him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sadly, Kellyanne is not on that list. No. Um, so I gave a little bit of background as to how Dave Smith and Kellyanne met, but um, they met in 1993. They met while Kellyanne was babysitting for some friends of her family. Dave Smith was friends with the father of the family that Kellyanne was babysitting for. And again, they meet and he immediately starts grooming her. And within probably a few weeks, a month time, they have entered into a relationship with each other. So when they found out Kellyanne's parents, obviously they tried to get her to end their relationship with Dave Smith when they found out about it. Which again, this was two years after she began seeing him because they started going out when she was 14. Her parents find out about it when she's 16. Mm -hmm. Um, Right around this time as well, Kellyanne dropped out of school and she ends up moving out of her parents' house to move in with Dave Smith on at his house in Gorton. Mm-hmm. And the day she moves in with him, this is like D-Day, is November 30th, 1995. Um, so I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Though they knew about the relationship, Kellyanne's parents, <clears throat> they didn't know specifically how large the age gap was at first. Like, they mm-hmm. told Kellyanne's parents that he was 32, not that he was 32 years older than her. Mm-hmm. Um... They didn't really start to figure it out until they actually met him in person. Because mm. he's he is very clearly not 32 years right. old. Like this you can man, tell the difference between yeah, 32 46 and, 50. and 32. Absolutely. Like there's a huge difference between early 30s and almost 50. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, prior to this, they'd only ever spoken to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. And Kellyanne just was very vague about how old he actually was. Like she kind of dodged questions. At first, they were under the impression that Dave Smith was, like, a peer of Kellyanne's. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, talked to him on the phone. They're like, yeah, this is not, like, a 15, 16-year-old person. Like, this is very clearly a man. Right. And they're like, how old is he? And she'd be kind of, like, wishy-washy about it. And then finally, like, oh, he's in, like, his 30s. Yada, yada. But then they meet him. They're like, yeah, this man is not in his fucking 30s. And then it later came out that he was... 40-whatever? 46, yeah. Almost in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so right at that first meeting of Dave Smith, Margaret, Kellyanne's mother, was like, there's something up with this dude. Like, she had him pinned immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it was they just, always do. Yeah. Moms, moms, moms just know. know. Friends, Literally. boyfriends, It's just anything. that, like, gut. Like, you know <laughs> when you look at somebody and you're like, there is... Something not right about you. Like, my mom used to tell me about my shit friends before they actually turned into shit friends. Yeah. And I'm like... You're like, how did you know? No, literally. Like, moms always know. Mother's intuition ain't no fucking joke. Literally. They just know. <laughs> literally. Like, there's... Don't... You don't have to explain it. If, like... If I ever, like, introduced someone to my mom and died, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. fuck with that person. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even hesitate. Like, my mom doesn't like you. So, mm-hmm. so we can't be friends. <laughs> you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched Mean Girls the other day. It was on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> on Wednesdays, we wear pink. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <clears throat> Four for you, Glenn Coco. Four for you. <laughs> That's so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> That is, like, one of the most iconic movies of all time, I feel Literally. like. No movie has ever done it quite like Mean Girls was doing it. No. 
Uh, I love that movie so much. I know. Like, that was, like, Lindsay Lohan in her prime, too. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to go home and watch that now. Oh, my God. Do you know what other movie I was, um, because I saw a TikTok about it the other day. Um, Hmm. Did you ever, it was also another Lindsay Lohan movie. Megan Fox is in it. It's um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Do you ever like that? It's a fucking great movie. And another one, good one, was Freaky Friday. Oh, dude, I love Freaky (laughs) Friday. Dude, Lindsay Lohan, Lilo in, like, the early 2000s was... She was that bitch. She was that bitch. She was, like, the it girl. It was her, Amanda Bynes. Oh, my God, Amanda Bynes. And I feel like we need like... we need to ride for Amanda Bynes. Like, everybody rode for Britney Spears. Because Amanda Bynes is in, like, the same kind of situation right now. Oh, Yeah. Poor girl. I know. Because she, like... I mean, it's such a... Like, I mean... There was, like, 2007 when Britney Spears had that, like, breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think in, like, the early 2010s, like, Amanda Bynes kind of had, like, a very public breakdown. Mm-hmm. Then you think about, like, how young they were when they got into Hollywood and all of the mm-hmm. pressure. They probably, a like, Britney of- Spears has said, she's like, I shaved my head so people could stop telling me what I could and couldn't do with my hair. She's like, I just wanted people to stop touching my hair. So I shaved my head. All right. It's like, but is it's so sad that that's the extreme that she felt that she had to go to because she literally. literally had no control over her own. I mean, all this stuff that came out in the conservatorship that, like, mm-hmm. she wasn't allowed to have children. She couldn't date. Weird. Like, she didn't have control of her own social medias. So, like, now thinking <laughs> back on it, knowing how much shit that Britney Spears was going through, when I look back on what she, like, went through Did. in 2007, I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, understandable. Literally. I... Like Probably Brittany. would have also had a mental it's breakdown. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. And now she's back. She's better than ever. She just got married. Yes, we love that for her. We love that for. Oh my god, did you hear that? Like, I forget. I probably saw this on TikTok or Twitter, but like Paris Hilton got invited to like yes. DJ this party for like a whole bunch, like Biden and a whole bunch of the presidents. She turned it down yeah. to go to Britney Spears. Yeah, wedding. she said it's Britney's like, wedding. Yes, she oh said it's god. Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Yeah, because they were like besties back mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, going out like partying together. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we love that. We love to see a healthy year long friendship. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Paris Hilton. She's also like another person that everybody like shit on in the early two thousands. She's actually like really awesome. I feel like their friendship would kind of be like ours. I'd be the one who would have a mental breakdown, and then you would just kind of like <laughs> I would hang be like, out. Hey, <laughs> and then once once I'm out of it, you're like. Yeah, bitch, let's Like, that party. didn't already happen earlier this year. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, we'll at, least at least that. I didn't shave my head. <laughs> right? You just drastically dyed your hair. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else too crazy. I'm, yeah, I mean... I, I spent green, a lot of money. <laughs> you did spend... There was, like, fucking just oodles of Amazon pack just going to your house every day. I'm like, how are you affording all of this? I spent a lot of money. Oh, my God, I know. But hey, sometimes, what did we say last episode? We can't afford therapy, so you gotta just do what you can. And if that's shop on Amazon and spend more money than you have, fuck it. And dye my hair? And dye your hair? Yeah. At least it didn't shave your head. Yes. (laughs) I would be (laughs) crying. Oh my god. Anyway, so we got so fucking off track. Oh god. Um... So there's a quote from Margaret Bates that she said in regard to the first time she met Dave Smith, and it's, quote... As soon as I saw Smith, the, wow, that was like Southern. Just hear, as soon as I saw, I just like got possessed by like a ghost. It's, it's, the, spoop, it's, it's the spoopy time. Oh my God. Yeah, literally. As soon as I saw, no. Okay, let's try that again. Quote, as soon as I saw Smith, the hairs on the back of my neck went up. I tried everything I could to get Kellyanne away from him. 
So you should have done that in a in a English accent. I'm not I'm not gonna embarrass myself like that. <laughs> I can't do a good English accent, so I'm not even gonna try. Um so Margaret, after she meets Dave Smith, she tries to basically you know, this is, keep in mind, this is the 90s, so there's only so much research she can do. She can't just, like, go Facebook stalk him and, like, right. find everything about his life. But <laughs> she she basically, she, like, starts asking around. She's like, does anybody, like, know, know Dave Smith? Like, mm-hmm. does anyone know anything about him? And she kind of, like, comes up empty. Um, that just scared the shit <laughs> out of me. Hello. <laughs> We're recording podcasts. <laughs> In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> With a candle. fucked up on this one? Uh, just one person who haven't gotten to the extent of the fucked upness. Just getting dice? Yeah. It's because we keep getting sidetracked. We, we just had keep a, getting sidetracked. We just we're had getting a, sidetracked again. Yeah, we just had a Britney bitch, Mean Girls sidetrack. Yeah, we're talking about Britney Spears and Paracelin and Lindsay Lohan. And then mental breakdowns. It was a great time. <laughs> Glad I can help you get sidetracked. Yeah, well, now we're, now we're getting back into it. Um, so yeah, she basically asks like a whole bunch of people in her inner circle. She's like... Does anybody know, like, who Dave Smith is? Is there anything you can tell me about him? And she, everybody was like, we don't know who the fuck Dave Smith is. Like, we don't know that man. Um, so she she basically just kept coming up empty-handed time and time again, even as she tried to find as much information on this guy as she could. Um, so there is a... Oh, I skipped the part. Yeah. So, <laughs> as we mentioned, at this point, Kellyanne is 16. So, that's the age of consent in England. So, her relationship with Smith at this point, it's not it's not illegal. She's right. of age in England. And there's nothing that her parents can do to actually, like, force her mm-hmm. home. They can just, you know. Strongly encourage her. Strongly encourage her, plead with her, try to get her to come to her senses and come back by her own volition. But it's not like they can, like, send police after her. Mm-hmm. And be like, you know, they kidnapped my right. kidnapped my daughter because she's she's an adult right. at this point. Mm-hmm. She's sixteen. She's of the age of consent, so they can't really do anything. Um, there was an article on buggedspace.com that's quoting Margaret another time. She said, "quote I didn't know what to do. She was too old for the police to do anything, and she wouldn't listen to me." So she is in super super deep at this point. Like at this point, she's living with him. She's moved in with him on. He's doing that very typical thing that abusers will do where they're slowly going to start to cut you off from your friends and your family. Mm-hmm. So the person who's being abused thinks that they don't have anybody to turn to save for their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kellyanne was very resistant to any efforts her parents had to try to convince her to leave Dave. Um, and her parents would later go on to state that they were just absolutely terrified of losing her completely. Mm-hmm. So they had to really tread carefully when it came to how they would approach her regarding the relationship, right? Because the last thing they want is to just completely push her away and then lose her forever, which, you know, fortunately mm-hmm. does end up happening. But, you know, in their minds, they're like, we just want to be here for her mm-hmm. and let her know that we're here for her. So hopefully when she finally comes to her senses, she knows that she can come back home and she can come back home to her parents. Right. Um, they were also kind of holding on to the hope that Dave Smith would just end up meeting somebody his own like age. Born. Yeah, pretty much. They were hoping that he'd get bored with her and that he would meet somebody his own age maybe and then he would just leave Kellyanne and then, you know, that would be done and mm-hmm. she would be able to come back home. But um, sadly, that does not happen. Until she's dead. 
Yep. So there was a pretty well-documented um, course of abuse that Kellyanne's parents witnessed throughout this relationship she had with Dave Smith. So, um, like I mentioned, the longer she's with him, she's becoming more and more alienated from her family. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the beginning, I talked about, like, she was so family-oriented. Like, she's she spent so much time with her parents, like... They did so many things together. She was super family-oriented, so it was very strange for her to start becoming as alienated from her family as she was Mm -hmm. as this relationship with Dave Smith continued. Um, She did get to see her family on very rare occasions, and on the occasions that they did see her, it was very clear that she had not only lost a significant amount of weight, she had also stopped bathing. She had stopped taking care of her appearance, and she was oftentimes very visibly covered in bruises. Mm. And there was even one instance where her mother found a bite mark on her. Oh, my God. Um, so this is, like, another tactic that abusers will use to break down their abuse victim. Like, they tell them, like, stop bathing. They tell them to stop, like, doing their makeup because it's like, well, who do you want to bathe for? Who do you want to look good for? Right. You know, the only person you should want is me. Like, why mm. Why do you have to dress nice? Why do you have to wash your hair, put makeup on? Like, mm. you shouldn't be going outside like that. Who are you trying to attract? Yeah. And so this is very clearly something that Dave Smith was doing to Kellyanne. Right. Um, so she's basically just, like, withering away mm. in front of her parents' eyes. Um, and her mother is, like, pleading with her to leave Dave Smith. But, you know, she's, I guess she's so deep in it that she's just, like, blind to everything. Mm -hmm. He's been pretty much the only thing she's known since she's not for two years. Right. And you can imagine, like, the sort of brainwashing he was doing to her throughout these two years. Like, Mm -hmm. now that she's living with him, they're around each other 24-7. Like, she's so in it that she... has, like, full access. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is literally, like, never a time where he does not know exactly what she is doing and who she is with. Even if she's not with him, he knows literally exactly where she's going to be, what she's going to be doing and like who she's going to be with. So, um, so she just, Kellyanne refuses to admit that Dave is abusing her. You know, there was a lot of those same excuses like, Oh, like I fell or I ran into a wall or like something else on Dave was also beginning to get, like, very outwardly possessive of Kellyanne. Like, he's not even trying to hide it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, when she would go to visit her parents, Dave would be the one to take her to the bus station. He would walk her up to the bus, like, watch her get on the bus. Mm-hmm. And then he would call her parents to tell them Kellyanne was coming. Um, and then he would then call them again the second that Kellyanne was expected to be walking into her parents' home. So what he would do is he would literally down to the minute time how long it would take Kellyanne to get like from the bus station to her parents' house. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't walking in the door when Dave called her parents' house, he would fly into a rage. He would, you know, accuse her of like having lied to him, of going somewhere else, of like cheating on him, all this other shit. So what like he would blind rage he would be absolutely furious if she was not walking into her parents house the exact minute Mm -hmm. that he thought she was going to um so again when kellyanne began showing up to her parents house with bruises she would lie and say she fell walked into a door etc 
There was one day she came to her parents' house, like, the entire half of her face was just covered in bruises. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story that Kellyanne told her parents was that she had been jumped by just, like, a random group of girls. Like, she was, like, walking, Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, from somewhere back to her house where she was living with Dave, and she said Mm -hmm. she got jumped, and that, like, this older couple just found her and, like, helped her and treated her and literally sent her on her merry way. Um, like, Margaret literally calls bullshit on that immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like, if this really happened to you, why didn't, like, the older couple, like, why didn't they call the police? Why didn't they, like, call us as mm-hmm. your parents? Like, why didn't you call us? Right. Um, but whenever Kellyanne was pressed for more details about the stories, or whenever her mom would kind of call her out on the inconsistencies of it, mm-hmm. she would, she would just clam up. She didn't have any other answers for her mother. Um, I mentioned that one day she came to her parents' house with a bite mark on her hand. It was on her hand. And it was, like, red, inflamed, like, very clearly, like, on the verge of being infected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, a perfectly formed bite mark. Like, there was no mm-hmm. no denying that it was a bite mark. Mm-hmm. And when her mom tried to ask her, like, what it was or where it came from, she was, like, she just couldn't tell her. She basically dodged the question. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, literally, what the fuck? Like, that's an actual... It's like a whole ass bite mark. Like he's biting you. Yeah. What the fuck? Like to the point. Like, do you know how hard you have to like Literally. bite somebody to mm-hmm. get it to be to that point where it's mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, if you bite somebody, there's going to be a mark there for a little right. while, but. But it's like seconds. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's not going to be significant to the point where like a couple days later, however long it was that this happened, that she, you go and you can, somebody else can look at it and clearly tell that it's a bite mark. Like he yes. had to have bitten her so fucking hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Dave Smith. Piece of shit. That's it's because of his name. <sighs> any any man named Dave Smith is <laughs> <laughs> fucking Dave Sorry, Smith. Sorry, any Dave Smiths out there. Literally, because I I'm feel sure like that's you a guys pretty are, common Sure, yeah, I know, right? Dave Smith. Isn't Smith like the most common surname yeah. in the whole United yeah. States? There's probably like isn't there a website that you can go on and see how many people in the United States have the same name? Probably. Look at that. <laughs> see how many people named Dave Smith live in the United States. We're gonna look and see. How many Dave How many Dave Smiths Smith. are out there? Smith. I'm gonna guess like fourteen thousand. In just the United States? Yeah. Are in the United States. Okay. Let's see. Let me know if I'm 125,000 individuals. Damn I was away <laughs> I was I lowballed the hell out of that. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so uh, the 125,000 other Dave Smiths out there, let's hope that you're not pieces of shit like this fucking Dave Smith And if was. any of you are pieces of shit, get in <laughs> Um. So, yeah, again, Margaret asked Kellyanne about this bite mark. She shirks the question, doesn't really have an answer for her. Um, and, like, at this point, she, Kellyanne is just physically deteriorating. She's lost so much weight. Um, she went from this bright, bubbly girl, and she, she's a shell. Mm-hmm. Of her former self. Because, like, at this point, she's probably terrified that if she shows any sort of, like, joy or excitement about anything, it's going to cause Dave Smith to just fly off the handle at mm-hmm. her. So she just, like, doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time Kellyanne was 17, she just stopped seeing her family entirely. Um. So now we're going to get into the days leading up to Kellyanne's death. Um, on March 10th, 1996, 
Margaret called Kellyanne to inform her that she had missed a dentist appointment. Um, this day would be the last time that Margaret would speak to her daughter. Mm. Um, Kellyanne had promised Margaret that she would come home to visit her family on Mother's Day, which was the following Sunday, mm -hmm. um, but she never came home for that. Mm. Margaret, she instead received a card from Kellyanne, but the <clears throat> card was very clearly not in Kellyanne's handwriting. Mm -hmm. And for Kellyanne's father's birthday and also their her parents' wedding anniversary, they also, again, got a card from Kellyanne mm -hmm. that was clearly not Kellyanne's handwriting. Right. Um, no surprise, it was Dave Smith who was writing these cards and signing them with Kellyanne's How name. fucking perfect. Right. Like, what a surprise. Um... So, Margaret and Tommy, at this point, they have, they're just left wondering, like, what the hell Dave Smith is doing with their child. Mm -hmm. They've completely lost contact with her. Even, like, the small contacts they have with those cards clearly is not her. Right. Um, and they're just like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to get in contact with our daughter? Mm -hmm. um, they were so concerned that they did go plan to, like, confront Kellyanne at her house with Dave Smith, mm -hmm. but they ended up deciding not to do this after one of their family members um, told them that he had actually um, seen Kellyanne and that she was doing fine. So they're like, okay, you know, at least, like, she's all right. Mm -hmm. You know, again, they don't want to push too hard because they're scared that if they do, they're never going to see her again. Mm -hmm. um, so... It was a month, like, that month of March. Again, March 10th, 1996 was the last time that Kellyanne spoke to her mother, Margaret. Mm -hmm. um, and it was on April 16th, 1996, that Dave Smith walked into his local police station, and he reported that he had accidentally killed Kellyanne by drowning her in the bathtub during an argument. Um, he said, quote, that they had been going at it in the bathtub and she accidentally swallowed water. He claimed he tried to resuscitate her but failed. The police immediately went to Dave Smith's house after he reported this to them. Um, they found Kellyanne's body. She was completely naked and she was just laid out on the bed in the bedroom that she shared with um, Dave Smith. And it was immediately clear from the state of her body that Smith was not telling a single shred of truth about what had happened to her. Um, so one of the most like well-known things about this case is the state of Kellyanne's body when she was killed. Oh God, she was um, probably dead for days. It was not that she was dead for days, that she was decomposed. It was the sheer amount of injuries that were found on her body during her autopsy. Um, in these injuries, they pointed to a long and extended horrific abuse at the hands of Dave Smith. Um, her blood had been found throughout the house, and when her autopsy was performed, the medical examiner noted over 150 separate injuries on Kellyanne's body. Mm. Um... They estimated that she had basically just been held prisoner by Dave Smith for, mm -hmm. they estimated like four weeks that month, right, mm -hmm. that she just completely lost contact with her family. Mm -hmm. uh, and they believed that she was basically being held hostage by Dave Smith. 
Um, it came out later that she would often be tied up to um, the radiator in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. He would, like, tie, like, a, something around her neck and then tie it to the radiator. Or he would literally, like, tie her hair oh around the radiator. So she was often tied up like that. And he was purposefully withholding food and water from her for a significant amount of time. Um, in the month leading up to her death, she lost uh, 20 kilograms. So for us Americans, that's 44 pounds. Holy fuck. Um, and William Lawler, who is the home office pathologist who examined Kellyanne's body, he is quoted as saying, In my career, I have examined almost 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries so extensive. So I have a small list of injuries, like, the most, I guess, notable ones Mm -hmm. that were found, or the most extensive, I guess I should say, injuries that were found on Kellyanne's body. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are as follows. She (laughs) had scalding injuries to her buttocks and left leg, Mm -hmm. burns on her thigh caused by the application of a hot iron, a fractured arm, multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors, stab wounds inside her mouth, Crushing injuries to both of her hands, mutilation of her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitalia, wounds caused by a spade and pruning shears, both of her eyes were gouged out, she had stab wounds to the empty eye sockets, and she had been partially scalped. So basically anything that he could cut up or injure or break or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Anything that he could subject this poor girl's body to, he did it. Um, they found that all of Kellyanne's injuries had been inflicted anti-mortem, so before she died. Um, the pathologist determined that her eyes had been removed, quote, not less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death. Oh um, Peter Oppenshaw, the prosecutor in Dave Smith's trial, said, quote, It was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. They must have been caused over a long period and were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured this girl. Um, Kellyanne's official cause of death was determined to have been drowning. Um, immediately prior to which she had been beaten over the head with a shower head. Um, so no surprise, Dave Smith is arrested immediately. Mm-hmm. They waste no time booking him. Um, he's arrested on charges of murder. After he was arrested, it was discovered that his name was not Dave Smith, mm-hmm. which explains why Margaret couldn't get any information on who Dave Smith was, because mm-hmm. Dave Smith didn't exist. Um, Dave Smith's real name is James Patterson Smith. He was 49 years old on the day he was arrested, which is actually one year older than Kellyanne's own father was. Um, so we very clearly know that Dave, a.k.a. James, a.k.a. Jimmy Boy, <laughs> was a piece of shit. Um, Literally. But, like, you... You kind of want to imagine that he can't get any worse. Like, is, is this is the limit of his depravity. Like, you're... Mm-hmm. He can't get any worse, no. right? Mm-hmm. Of, of course, he gets worse. Of course. Um, so he had the audacity to blame Kellyanne for her own injuries. 
He stated that she would, quote, put him through hell, winding him up. So I gouged out her eyes. Literally. Like. While she was alive. What the fuck? Even if, like, God, I could imagine, like, getting so mad at, like, Lucas. And never in my fucking mind would I think that the a, a direct, reasonable thing to do as a result of my anger would be, like, to gouge his fucking eyes out. Like, that is what? literally nuts. That is absolutely, like, and I just, like, it makes me so sad to think that this girl, like, this is all she knew. Literally. For three years of her life. And that last month before she died, it was, like, everything got ramped up to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, straight hell. Yeah. Like, she, there was not a singular moment of peace that she knew. Mm-hmm. From the time that she last spoke to her mother on March 10th, the one she was dead on April 16th. Like, this poor girl was put through absolute hell. It's so sad to think about. And, like, the fact that Dave Smith had the audacity to put the blame on her for this abuse. Like, it's bad enough when, like, it's just an abuser, like, you know, like, hitting or like pushing or like slapping their partner they all like, do oh it's yeah it's, it's you made me do it you made me do it mm-hmm. like that's bad enough but, like he was stabbing her with knives and forks and fucking pruning shears and burning her with literally iron. was stabbing the inside of her mouth literally in the fucking inside of her eye sockets after he took her eyes out like bruh then you, bruh and you're gonna say oh i did this because she she wound me up she made me angry like, dude, you are a fucking grown-ass man, and she is a child. Mm-hmm. She is a child. Like, I don't care that she was yep. of age in English. She was a child. Yep. And the fact that you, he could think that in his head, that that made sense to him, Ugh. and think that it was reasonable, and, like, other people would go, oh, yeah, we, we get it, dude. Yeah, she fucking, she wound you up, right? Mm. She had it mm. coming. Like, it's fucking absolutely unbelievable. Like, he would say that she would taunt him, and I say taunt with air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Um, she would taunt him about his dead mother, and that she, quote, had a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on him. So he basically tried saying that she would injure herself and try to blame it on, what the on fuck? him to make him look bad. What the fuck? <laughs> like, oh yeah, she fucking bit herself so hard that it was indented in her hand and it got infected. And mm-hmm. now, like, she did that herself, just, just to make you look bad, Dave. Uh, yeah, sure, buddy. Sure, buddy. I hope he got his fucking ass beat in prison. Um, when the police asked him about why he had blinded, stabbed, and just straight up battered Kellyanne, mm. he actually said that she had dared him to do it, <gasps> challenging him to do harm to her. So he's sticking with this. She's like, she had, she dared me to do it. I had no choice. She wound me up. She talked about my dead mom. She brought up my mommy issues. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm a grown man. She I mean, brought up my she mommy brought issues. Mommy. She never shit about my mommy. Homeboy can't take your mama joke. He can't. <laughs> you say your mama's so fat, he flies off the fucking handle. Give me your eyeballs. Give me your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, so he absolutely took no no responsibility for, like, anything he did to Kellyanne. I'm... During the trial, the prosecution very purposely outlined the details of the torture that Kellyanne had endured in the weeks leading up to her death. One prosecutor told the jury, quote, that the girl's physical pain would have been intense, causing anguish and torment to the point of mental breakdown and collapse. Mm -hmm. 
um, additional women who had been abused by Dave Smith in the past. They did come forward to testify during his trial to give, mm-hmm. you know, evidence to his history of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, Jillian Mezzi, who was a consultant psychiatrist on the case, told the court that Dave Smith had, quote, a severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy and lived in a, quote, distorted reality. Um, so the jury at Manchester Crown Court, they took only one hour to find 49-year-old um, James Patterson Smith guilty of Kellyanne's murder. Mm. Um, the judge sentenced him to life imprisonment. Um, the judge's name was uh, Justice Sachs, S-A-C-H-S, if I'm saying that right. Mm. Um, he recommended that Smith serve a minimum term of 20 years. Minimum. Uh, yeah, minimum 20 years up to life imprisonment was the sentencing. Keep in mind that this is back in the 90s, so mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the sentencing, even for something as, like, crazy as this, was not what we see today. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in, like, domestic cases and things like that. A lot of these judges were constrained by, like, sentencing laws at the time. Mm-hmm. So he he gave Smith the could. max sentence that he could possibly give him at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, at the sentencing, um, Judge Socks said, quote, This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend, so far as it is in my power, that you will abuse no more. Um, the jury were actually offered professional counseling to help them deal with the distress of seeing the photographs of Kellyanne's injuries mm-hmm. and the, quote, sickening violence of the case. And every single member of the jury accepted the offer for counseling. That's crazy. So that just goes to show... Like how gruesome it was. Exactly. Like the extent of how terrible Kellyanne's injuries were. Um, James Patterson Smith still remains in prison today. Good Where I hope he will fucking rot until he dies. And I hope you get your ass beat every fucking day. So do I. I hope you get just, just a quarter... Of what he did to Kellyanne. I hope somebody stabs you in your fucking eyeball. I, yeah, I hope somebody takes your fucking eyeballs out. Shoves them down your throat, you rat bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking rat bitch. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's still in prison. He will probably be there until he fucking dies. Good, um, bitch. And just kind of leaving this off, ending this off on a quote from Kellyanne's mother, Margaret. She wishes, quote, I want him to die just like Kelly did. I know I shouldn't say this, but I wish I'd killed him the first time I saw him. Mm-hmm. That way Kellyanne would still be alive. Yep. Um, finishing this off, I um, just want to mention, if someone is experiencing domestic abuse at home, help is available via national hotlines based in both the UK, which is um, the Refuge Foundation, phone number 80, or 0808-200-0247. And in the United States, via the National Domestic Violence Hotline that you can call at 1-800-799-SAFE. That goes out to 1-800-799-7233. There are also options for texting or contacting these organizations online if making a phone call isn't possible. The websites also offer a wealth of information on the signs of abuse as well as other resources. Um, For those living in the U.S., there are organizations and shelters available in most states. And furthermore, if someone suspects abuse in the home of a friend or a family member or even a stranger in a public place, the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Domestic Violence, or PCADV, offers a comprehensive overview of what to do on their website, pcdav.org. So yeah, that is the case of the 
horrific torture, abuse, Ugh. and murder of Killian Bates. Oh, man. That one was rough. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, I told you that one was rough. That was I'm worse like, than the titty slingers. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was in a way. Like, I feel like the Chicago Ripper crew was, like, so, like, brutal. It was, like, almost comical. Mm-hmm. The, like... It's really kind of hard to, like, wrap your head around, like, a group of men actually Like, like yes, that things. is very real, but, like, this one is just very real and very common. Yeah, it's, like, it, it hits, it hit different. Yes, it, it because really shit different. like that happens. Right. More like, often than you think. I know, and it's, like, we always want to have, like, you know, that, you always have that thought in your head, it's, like, oh, my God, like, why didn't she just leave? Right. But, like, again, this started when she was 14. She was so in this for so long. <sighs> And, like, I feel so bad for, like, her parents. They were trying so hard to, like, ride that line. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't push harder because they were scared that they were going to lose her and they end up losing her anyways. Mm-hmm. In, like, the most horrific way. Like, I couldn't even imagine, like, being her parents and hearing the details of Mm-mm. everything that was done to her before oh, she died. God. Yeah. Like, that would, that has to haunt them. Like, for... The literal rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that one was wild. <laughs> I know, that was rough. It was rough in a different way. <laughs> yes, it was. I know. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah, I never know, like, how to finish these things mm-hmm. out, because it's like, wow, we just spent, like, the upward, what, like, part of, better part of an hour. Yeah, like an hour and a half, probably. Horrific abuse of a poor teenage girl. No. Yeah. Well... Well, James Patterson Smith, I hope you're getting your ass beat somewhere. Literally every single fucking day of your life. I hope someone's fucking you up real good. Mm-hmm. I hope someone shivs you right in the dick. I hope somebody stabs you in the roof of your mouth, bitch. I hope somebody <laughs> takes your eyeballs out and shoves them down your throat. And cuts off the tip of your dick. Cuts off the tip of your dick <laughs> and shoves that in your eye socket. <laughs> and now you gotta keep it there. I hope somebody rips all your fingernails off one by one. It makes you eat them. It makes you eat them. I hope somebody cuts your face up with a tin can. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I got that? You you know the, this is maybe a case I'll cover on here, but on the case of Gabriel Fernandez, Mm -hmm. you know that one? Another really horrific case of, like, um, child abuse resulting in the death of a child. Mm -hmm. Um, It was his mother and uh, his mother's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. They, like, horrifically neglected and abused him. Was he, like... I think I just saw this the other day. It was, it was a, like, a, it had a Netflix documentary. It was yeah. called The Trials of Gabriel mm-hmm. Fernandez. Yeah, I saw I that. I watched that and fucking sobbed. Yeah, I'm okay. Sobbed. I don't wanna, I don't really wanna cry. Um, but anyways, <laughs> what I was saying about the tin can thing is when, when his mother went to prison, she was in there for, like, a week before she got jumped and got her face sliced up by Good a bunch of the other bitch. inmates. And, like, the COs literally just kind of, like, let it happen. I would too. Bye. Because, Yeah. Child abusers, like, pedophiles, rapists, child abusers, mm-hmm. they get fucked up in prison. Yeah, they do. Like... And that makes me so happy. It's like, if you are the kind of criminal that other criminals think are the fucking scum of the earth, mm-hmm. like, you could have, like, a murderer who literally, like, brutally murdered, like, a whole bunch of, like, adults, mm-hmm. and they find out that you fucked with a kid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, you're done. They don't... Because they're a priority in their fucking life. So yeah. they're like, I'm gonna come fuck That's you why up. you go in there, you fuck around with somebody that doesn't have anything to lose. <laughs> literally, right? You get on the bad side of a fucking lifer, they're like, I'm already in there. Literally. So, yeah, they're gonna... And now I think Gabriel Fernandez's mom, she's, she's kept in, like, protective custody. Probably. I think the boyfriend is on death row right now. Good, bye. He hasn't been executed yet. I don't know how long. he's He's been on death row for, like, a while. Mm, yeah, they um, usually are. Yeah, they're... I know, right? 
Just to get on the fucking appeal. Just fucking kill him. Like, why don't we just off him the next day? Like, that I'm is confused. definitely, like, I'm I'm very back and forth on the death penalty, quite honest mm. with you. Yeah, same. Because, uh, like, there are the innocent case, people yeah, there that... Yeah, 100%. There are definitely, like, chances when um, the justice system fails and people are, like, wrongly convicted okay. of, of mm. cases like that. But in this case, that motherfucker deserves the death penalty. Literally. Fucking. Like, where it's very, very apparent and there's no way around that you did this. Yeah. Give him the fucking firing squad. Like, mm. make it hurt. Have you ever... Uh, die by torture on you haven't have you ever seen the movie the green mile yes you know the scene when they put that guy to death on the electric chair and they don't soak the sponge yeah so that's what they should do to gabriel Mm -hmm. fernandez's mother's boyfriend yeah give him the dry sponge in the fucking chair yes fry that motherfucker Mm -hmm. fry dave smith (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) and on that note (laughs) on that final little note um if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at TSRH Podcast on Instagram. If you want to send me an email, it's TSRH Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I guess that's all. You got anything else to say to the people? We out, bitches. We out, bitches. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.